Our scripture reading this morning comes from the 20th chapter of John, verses 19 through 23. And one of the reasons I wanted to read the Acts passage uh, this morning is because uh, we are about to read um, uh, John's account of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And to be honest, it's a little bit different. Uh, this is a, uh, a quieter version uh, that doesn't have quite all of the, the, the pyrotechnics that we find in the book of Acts. But I think, um, I think there is a message in this version that God has for us this morning. So John, the 20th chapter, verses 19 through 23. Hear now the word of our Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This is the word of God. It finds its way into our hearts and lives this morning by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. a strange passage for Pentecost, isn't it? When you compare it with the Pentecost in Acts, uh, which was written by Luke, some differences sort of emerge. They're separated by time. Uh, uh, John describes the outpouring uh, of the Holy Spirit um, as, as occurring on, on, on the evening of the resurrection. Um, Luke uh, depicts it happening 50 days later at the Feast of Pentecost. John describes a quiet scene uh, in which Jesus uh, shows up among the disciples and says, peace be with you. Luke describes uh, the earth shaking, a violent wind, fire separating and, and, and lighting all of the disciples. He describes commotion outside as, as, as people uh, uh, respond to the, the word being proclaimed. Now, like, uh, like with, with, with many of, uh, of, of John's version of stories that we find in the other Gospels, um, we have to realize that when we're reading, with, reading John, we're reading a theological gospel. And um, that, that John is, is not so much concerned with the, uh, the where and the when as, as he is concerned with the why and what it says about Jesus. And John's depiction of, 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 of the Pentecost moment is so beautiful because it, it comes at the end of a gospel that started with the words in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
And that in the beginning reminds us, doesn't it, of the first words of the Bible in Genesis, in the beginning. And here we have an image of of Jesus showing up among the disciples uh, who are timid and grieving and lifeless and breathing anew the Holy Spirit. Just as, as God in the Garden of Eden, when he had, had sculpted uh, Adam out of the dust, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Here in the Gospel of John, we have a new Genesis. We have a new um, uh, 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 creation. It's out of the ashes. New life is breathed into the disciples. It's a strange Pentecost, though, isn't it? So quiet, so, if you'll give, forgive my saying, anticlimactic, right? Uh, 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 this Pentecost uh, 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 ends with the commission, but it's not so great a commission, right? It's not go forth into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right? It's not all that stuff. It's go forgive people or not. It's your choice. That's the strange commission on this strange Pentecost. Go forgive people or not. It's your choice. What does that mean? Now, in the Greek, it's not passive. It's not like go forgive people or not. It's go forgive or condemn, right? It's two active verbs that are opposites. Um, Afiemi and kratoo, if, if, if you're curious, right? It's, it's, it's let them free or lock them up. It's, it's let them go or, 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 or keep hold of them. Your choice. Now, this has been, uh, this has sort of been um, interpreted through the ages to mean that, uh, that, that, the, uh, that the church holds the power of, 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 of heaven and hell. Right? That the church has the ability to decide who's going up and who's going down. Right? If you ever like see the Vatican, right? There's there's a there, there's a, uh, a, a the the seal of the Pope contain always contains these two keys. Right? They're the keys to the kingdom, the keys to heaven, the keys to hell. Now, of course, we Protestants chafe against that and we've rejected that. Right? We say that, no, 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 that, that's not true. No earthly power has that, that kind of power, right? Um, Jesus is the judge. Jesus decides who goes up, who goes down. Jesus must be saying something else. He must be at something else. And I believe that's true. Right? I'm not, I'm not going to disabuse you of that notion. But I think there's something profound going on here that Jesus is telling his disciples, just as the Father has sent me, he says, I am sending you. Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus. The Son was sent into the world not to condemn the world, 
but so that through him the world might be saved. I am entrusting you with the message of salvation. I am entrusting you with the message of divine forgiveness. I am sending you out into the world to spread this message, to proclaim forgiveness wherever you go. But it's a choice. See, forgiveness is always a choice, right? God can't make us forgive any more than we can make our children forgive, right? Now, we can give them the words to say. We can say, say you're sorry. And then we can say, now say I forgive you. But we know as parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, we know we can't make a mean it in their heart, right? All we can do is put them through the paces and, and hope that something takes over and they mean it. Or that the exercise of forgiveness is something that uh, a reflex that they'll develop for the time when they mean it and when they'll need to mean it. And I think it's the same way with God and us, right? It's a choice. You can bring my message of forgiveness to the world, or you cannot. And if they don't hear it, if they don't receive it, well, then they're going to rest in their condemnation. It's your choice. You hold the keys in that way. And I am sending you as the Father has sent me to be agents of divine forgiveness. Agents like Corey Ten Boom. Who here has ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? Yeah. Oh, great. Right. Better show of hands in this crowd. If you haven't, there is a book called The Hiding Place, and I'm sure it's at the library. If not, you can get it on the Kindle, uh, but, but, but look it up. I think they made a movie like back in the 70s, but it's called The Hiding Place, and it's about the life of Corrie ten Boom. And Corrie ten Boom was the daughter of a, uh, of a Danish watchmaker, and during the Holocaust, she and her family um, uh, created a hiding place for Jews in their homes. And, um, and, and, and The Hiding Place is a wonderful book all about all the things they went to, uh, through to, uh, to, to, to help minister um, uh, to, to people that were being persecuted during the Nazi regime. Well, they get caught. And Corey and her sister Betsy and, and her father um, are all arrested and eventually put in concentration camps. And, uh, and, and Corey and Betsy go to a, uh, a women's concentration camp, Ravenbrook. And while they're in Ravenbrook, uh, uh, Corey watches her younger sister waste away. She watches as, as her and, uh, and, 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 and her, her fellow women there are, uh, are, are mistreated and abused and humiliated in, in, in all kinds of ways uh, by the male guard. Now, eventually, um, her sister Betsy dies, and she later finds out it's due to a clerical error. 
she's released from the concentration camp. A week before uh, her cell block is supposed to be gassed. And so she dedicates the rest of her life to um, proclaiming the message of divine forgiveness. Everywhere she goes, she's, she's preaching in churches and, uh, and she's proclaiming the message that, uh, that, 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 uh, that if uh, you ask for forgiveness, your sins are as far from God as the east is from the west. They're at the bottom of the sea. And so one day, Corey ten Boom is, is in a church and she's speaking and, and she's proclaiming this message. If you, if you seek forgiveness from God, your sins are as far away from you as the east is from the west. They're at the bottom of the sea. Now, as, uh, as she's uh, standing in the back there shaking hands with people as they leave, uh, she's shaking hands, shaking hands, shaking hands, and then uh, a, a, a gentleman stands before her and her heart goes cold. And she realizes it's one of the concentration camp guards from her time at Ravenswick. And all the memories just come flooding back. And it's not just one of the passive guards. This guard was, uh, was particularly cruel and particularly inhumane. And the guard sticks out his hand and he says, it really touched me what you said about forgiveness and about our sin being as far away as the east is from the west and at the bottom of the sea. And I wonder if maybe you could find it in your heart to forgive me. And Corrie ten Boom said that her whole body went cold. When she looked into that man's eyes, all she could, all she could feel was anger and hatred. All she could think about is watching her sister be humiliated and waste away. And she prayed a soft prayer to Jesus. I can't do it. I just can't do it. See, you know everything I have just told you about forgiveness. You know that, uh, that, 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 that Jesus forgave all of us. You know that it's our job as a church to go out there and proclaim forgiveness. But it's really easy when it's abstract and theological. It's really hard, near impossible, when it's a face staring back at us, especially when it's that face that face that makes your body grow cold or, or makes your blood boil, that face that, that makes you taste bile on the back of your tongue, that makes you shake and quiver with anger just to think about them. When they've got their hand outstretched, when they're asking for forgiveness, that's when it's hard. That's when we say, Jesus, I just can't do it. Maybe you've said that in your own heart 
after every forgiveness sermon you've ever heard, Jesus, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And you know the teaching, right? Every Sunday when we pray the Lord's Prayer together, we say, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? Or, or, if you're a, or if you're a Presbyterian or a, or, a, or a Catholic, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. You know it. You also know that this is the only part of a prayer that, that Jesus feels the need to elaborate on. He makes it clear. If you do not forgive others their sins, neither will your heavenly, forgotten, heavenly Father forgive your sins. He says it in black and white in the Word of God. And that scares us, doesn't it? Because we look back at that face and we say, I just can't do it. Jesus, I just can't. See, what you have to picture is that you're on a cloud, right? And behind you is like the pearly gates, right? It's like heaven. It's, uh, you can hear the choirs in the background and, 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 and St. Peter at that podium with the book of life, right? And the gates are wide open for you. But you're standing on the edge of the cloud and as you look down, this is a little medieval, I know, but follow me. As you look down, you, you, you see this, 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 this plunge into darkness and a faint glow below, and you know what that place is. And you're standing on the edge of that cloud, and you're looking down in the abyss. And around you are all those people that you're still holding on to, all those people that you still haven't been able to forgive. And each of them has an iron collar around their neck and chains hanging down. And you've got an iron waist and all of those chains are chained to your waist. You've dragged those people through life and you've dragged them up here with you, never to let them go. Now St. Peter comes and stands beside you says, here are the keys. You've got a choice. Because you always have a choice. You can unlock them. Maybe they'll go jump off the cloud. Maybe they'll run back to those gates. But once you unlock them, it's not up to you. Or you can keep them locked up. You can decide what happens. You can push them off this cloud right now if you want to. You think about this for a second, and then you say, hey, Pete, you think maybe we could do this? What if I unlock them for a brief second, and then I push them off the cloud? And St. Peter says, well, that's, that's not really how forgiveness works. And you say, but, but Pete, if I push them, that chain's attached to me. They're going to fall and fall and fall and fall, and then I'm going to feel the tug, and then I'm going to go off the cloud. 
St. Peter says, unfortunately, that's exactly how forgiveness works. So what do you do? Those evil, cruel, mean faces are staring back at you. You're holding the keys. What do you do? So Corey Ten Boom was standing in the back of that church, and she was trying to work out herself. She was saying, Jesus, I just can't do it. Jesus, I just can't do it. And then she remembered something, something that her sister Betsy used to say. No matter how deep our despair, God's love is deeper still. And then she remembered something that she had gone around the continent teaching. The forgiveness is not an emotion, is an act of the will. And so she says, coldly and mechanically, I put out my hand. Then the guard clasped her hand, and she said, from the bottom of my heart, I do forgive you. Except when she said from the bottom of my heart, she felt a fire inside of her. And she shook that man's hand. She felt, she described it as this energy rising up in her and, 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 and running through her hand and running into the person whose hand she was shaking. And she knew in that moment that what was happening inside of her was the power of the Holy Spirit. And she knew the Spirit was making this possible. And she later wrote that I have never experienced the love of God as deeply as I did in that moment. Friends, I don't think God is, is out there punishing us because we don't forgive people. I think it's the act of forgiveness that unleashes the Holy Spirit in us. I think it's the acts of forgiveness that makes grace possible. So we have to let go of those, those, those chains. We have to let go of that hurt, let go of that pain before we can really, really, truly let God in. Forgiveness makes it possible. Jesus said, I am sending you just as the Father has sent me. He scared men and women in this room, terrified of the Jewish leaders that had just crucified their Lord. Don't you think those faces filled them with anger? Don't you think those faces made their, their blood go cold? And Jesus said, go forth and forgive. Go forth and forgive. Just as the Father sent me. He sent me up that hill with that cross. 
enduring the, 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 the spitting and the humiliation. He let me hang from that cross, stripped naked for all to see. And I whispered those words, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you into a world in desperate need of forgiveness to proclaim all is forgiven. Forgiveness is a strange Pentecost. Forgiveness is an unleashing of the Holy Spirit in our souls and in our lives. Because when we put out our hands, we are guided by a mighty wind. When we shake hands, the whole earth beneath us is shaken. And when we say, I forgive you, we are speaking in the tongues of angels. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.